Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your host Patrick Lyons, and on today's show, we will have a nice conversation with AJ Hayfley of the Colorado Avalanche coverage that we, of course, have here at the DNVR.com. Getting uh, his takes on how the season is going so far. What is he enjoying? about the Colorado Rockies in 2023, as well as some of his thoughts on the 2023 MLB draft class because Rockies, over the course of their three days, 21 draft picks. I think they've got about three unsigned players already. We've got some of those figures, some above slots, some below. Uh, nevertheless, I won't give away what he thinks. I won't give that away just yet. You'll, you'll hear that here uh, in the uh, next segment coming up in just a moment. We'll talk about some of the top stories in baseball right now. I'm not going to talk about the Houston Astros series just yet, though we do get some takes from AJ about the Astros. Of course, we, uh, we have to get things started off talking about the minor leagues, as we typically do here on these Monday shows. As I said, 21 players drafted last week during the All-Star break. All of them were college-aged players. Uh, there's a JUCO guy in there. But ultimately, college-aged players, which was nice to see. One 18-year-old, Yanzel Correa, uh, who came out of the International Baseball Academy in Puerto Rico. So going heavy on those older players who probably need a little less development. It's really been a trend that we've been seeing all around major league baseball teams going incredibly heavy on the division one and college age players. We did learn this week that we unfortunately in the media uh, and fans as well, will not get a chance to rub up against and, and brush up against, I should say rub elbows with the, uh, the latest draft picks for the Rockies. It's something that the Rockies have done the last two drafts that they've been able to do that 2019 and 2022. Uh, I say that because in 2020 and in 2021, we were dealing with the pandemic. So there was really no opportunity for the players to come out to the stadium and, you know, shake hands, press some palms, talk directly one-on-one with media, even uh, be a part of the coverage of AT&T Sportsnet. So, we got that last year, got to meet a, a bunch of those guys. We did it as well in 2019 with Aaron Schunk and Brenton Doyle, uh, two of those three players, but uh, not going to be the case here, uh, unfortunately. Uh, we do have news as we kind of teased on Sunday's show, Gabriel Hughes. Some elbow issues there. Uh, there been some reports about a slight UCL tear. I think it might be too soon to know exactly. might even be a while until the Rockies you know, decide what they're going to do exactly with Hughes, but for right now, uh, he's going to be shut down. You hope 
you definitely hope, you're praying even, that it's not going to be Tommy John surgery. Rockies have had too many of those already. We'll talk about some of the other injuries at the various levels of the minor leagues because the Rockies have been hit so incredibly hard this year. In a year that was already going to be challenging, at least for the big league team, you had a lot more hopes about the farm system taking steps forward, and I think a lot of guys did. Unfortunately, almost all of those guys that took steps forward were on the offensive side. They were all the hitters. And so you have this scenario where the big league team was already going to be struggling and then just countless, countless injuries to the starting rotation and other key players as well. Sean Bouchard, Brendan Rogers, so many of those guys. And now we're getting word that some of the guys in the minor leagues are getting hurt too. So tough times in general, but not a tough time for our Rockies prospects of the week. And we're going to look back at the last two weeks. Of course, uh, I was out in Seattle doing the all-star game, took a little bit of downtime up there in the Pacific Northwest where the temperatures were absolutely immaculate. But who was immaculate this week for the AAA Albuquerque isotopes? I had a tough one here. I had a tough one, but I had to go with Jimmy Heron, who over the course of the last two weeks hit 467, coming on strong, 14 for 30. With a homer, 7 RBI, 13 runs scored, 5 stolen bases, and as you always know, I look for the hitters at their walks and strikeouts. I do the same thing for the pitchers, too. That's a key figure. Walked 5 times, only struck out 4 times for the outfielder. Jimmy Heron, of course, Wynton Bernard was really fantastic, too. Uh, batting average, just a little bit below 300, but he did hit 3 homers, 9 RBI, stole 2 bases. And Elias Montero, in short fashion, and only three games this past week was able to hit two home runs, seven RBI, hit 417, and hit a ball over the Smiths Pavilion in left field. If you've ever been down to Isotopes Park, you know how far out that can be. Absolute moonshot. Don't really know what else he has to prove in AAA. Got to play some more defense at first base, but Montero still doing huge things. No surprise there. On the pitching side, Couple of uh, good weeks uh, over the course for some of the starting pitchers. Josh Rogers in three games. He started one, had an ERA under three. Same thing for Phillips Valdez, who was even better. 11 innings pitched in two starts, only gave up one run. And Peter Lambert, you like it, eight and a third innings pitched over the course of two starts, only gives up three earned runs for a 3.24 ERA. And now is the promotion season. We're basically at that halfway point. We're we're past it, but we're within that wheelhouse of saying we're at the halfway point here, right? Because we're kind of right at the start of summer still. We're still kind of at the beginning, the front end of that. But a couple of promotions, all relievers for the Albuquerque Isotopes as that staff tries to get themselves settled. It's a good group. It's a good crop of, of players, uh, at least from the clubhouse perspective. That's one of the things that Tommy Doyle said that allowed him to really feel comfortable pitching in the Pacific Coast League this past year. It's just a good crop of guys. And so they add relievers Evan Justice, who's been a very quick riser, Dugan Darnell, and Michael Peterson, who you might have seen pitch for Team Great Britain during the World Baseball Classic. So those three guys are now a part of the Albuquerque Isotopes bullpen. In AA, our AA Hartford Yard Goats prospect of the week is Joe Rock, two Really good starts, not a ton of length, but still 11 innings pitched, one run, two earned runs. They were both solo home runs. Might have even been able to go a little bit longer. Uh, had a six-inning complete game, 
could have possibly gone into seventh at that point, but uh, looking really solid, 14 strikeouts, six walks. You like for the walks to get down, but if you're striking out 14, you're going to take that. So Joe Rock is one of those players where we've talked plenty in, in recent weeks about the Rockies uh, and needing starting pitching and where's that depth coming from. And, you know, they just picked up Chris Flex in and who, who's going to start more games at the end of the year. And there could be one or two guys from Hartford that get that opportunity. Joe Rock could be one of those guys, especially as he does seem to be a more hotter hand for the yard goats right now. Honorable mention on the offensive side, rough week for the yard goats at the plate, but Kyle Daters, 379, six walks to eight strikeouts, stole three bases. Nice job for him. And case Williams did a good job in two starts. Phineas Delbonta Smith in three relief outings did really well. Jordan Beck, of course, was promoted to double A. So now you got Mike Honcho, Jordan Beck, and Yankee Fernandez together again in double A, moving quickly through the system. There's no reason they shouldn't be blocking a player uh, with another prospect who might be 24, 25, 26. That's not a real good reason for not promoting a player. Hunter Goodman still down in double A. He's been uh, actually struggling just a little bit. Is that what the Rockies want and see if he can work through those struggles? He's already proved he can hit double A pitching, but uh, hopefully we'll get to see him going up to triple A in just a minute. And yeah, Gabriel Hughes, as we mentioned earlier, seven day IL is going to be evaluated for elbow surgery on the positive injury front. If there is such a thing, Zach Veen with the shoulder surgery should play some more time in winter ball this off season to make up for some of those missed at bats. Uh, This is according to director of player development, Chris Forbes. So there's some hope that this season isn't totally lost for the ninth overall pick in the 2020 MLB draft at high a, our uh, Rockies prospect of the week is Benny Montgomery. Now there was an injury scare last week, but he came away from that fine. He hit 371, 13 for 35, two homers, five RBI. He had a couple of other extra base hits, two stolen bases, nine runs scored. Great job for him. Jordan Beck uh, did did really well just before his promotion, hitting two home runs, seven RBI. And Zach Kokoska and Nick Kent continue to do it. Two guys who uh, were towards the middle rounds in that 2021 MLB draft for the Rockies, and they've been they've been really impressive and uh, and have been providing a lot of depth for the farm system. Another good week for those two. Sterling Thompson did really well. Jared Candy could probably made the case that he also uh, deserved a shot at being the prospect of the week for High A in two starts, 12 innings pitched, three earned runs, 15 strikeouts. So we had. Joe Rock with, uh, he had 14 strikeouts and six walks. Jared Candy, 15 strikeouts, only three walks. He has been really good. One of the biggest bright spots for high A Spokane. Also two really good starts for Conor Van Skoyak and Victor Juarez this week. Six scoreless outings from Angel Chavi. No walks, eight strikeouts. He is one of those reliever guys to keep an eye on and to track throughout their progression towards the big leagues. Ryan Ritter has been promoted to high A Spokane and McCade Brown, uh, unfortunately hits the IL. I think he's even done for the year. Now in low A, I think Skylar messenger was already a prospect of the week. And we know, I know he's been an honorable mention a couple times, but he continues to tear it up. A guy who, you know, I, I heard whispers of some people saying, well, he's kind of a Colorado guy. He was, he was, at the back end of last year's draft, you know, 
Uh, Rocky's just like their Colorado kids. So maybe that's one of the reasons they took him out of the University of Texas. Not true. Skylar Messenger proving that he can do a little bit of everything for the Fresno Grizzlies down there in low A California League. 385, six doubles, triple, four home runs, 15 RBI. Oh, yeah. And a stolen base. Really doing it all. Probably one of the biggest and brightest surprises for Fresno so far in the 2023 minor league campaign. Honorable mentions go to Jamari Baylor, Jake Snyder, Brian Betancourt, Diane George, Andy Perez. Everyone was hitting over the course of the last two weeks for the Grizzlies. And honorable pitcher mention relievers Sergio Sanchez, Zach Agnos, and Anderson PR. Really, really solid. And Jackson Cox, let's talk about him. He finally got his start a little bit late there uh, in, in the month of May. He finally got going to make his professional debut. Had a 9.38 ERA over his first eight starts as a pro. Again, high school pick out of Toodle Lake High School up there in Washington State, Bud Black's old neck of the woods. So we look past that as no, as no bearing on what he's going to be like on his path to the majors and in the majors. But we'll say... Really solid over these last two weeks. Two games started, seven innings pitched as he starts to get more innings on that arm. No earned runs, two walks, and an eye-bulging 14 Ks for Jackson Cox. Love to see that. Really solid. You don't love to see the fact that Thomas Harding said that after that start there, I believe on July 9th, Cox did uh, have to get evaluated for apparent elbow injuries elbow soreness so we hope that he is going to be okay too many too many guys getting Tommy John surgery all around the entire organization same for Jordy Vargas who's being evaluated for injuries uh you you just don't want that to happen to these young guys especially because the Rockies are really counting on them they've got so many really great hitters that are still far away they're still just reaching double a so they've got a way to go and the pitchers they're they're basically at double a and lower but if they're going on the shelf and they're they can't stay healthy they can't be on the field then that's really of no import to to the rockies of of little value right the best ability is availability and the best bourbon around is from breckenridge distillery it's the official bourbon of the detroit uh, detroit no no the Denver Broncos. Do I know something that you don't? No, no, no. They're, they're staying here at Mile High. No, uh, Breckenridge Distillery is the makers of Breckenridge Bourbon, the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos, and widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey. It's a high rye mash American-style whiskey. Apres Anywhere. That's right. That's the hashtag, Apres Anywhere. Founded in 2008, Breckenridge Distillery is the world's highest distillery, and their Breckenridge Bourbon is one of the most highly awarded crafted bourbons in the U.S. They've won so many awards that I'm not going to read them because it's going to be another 20 minutes of where I tell you all of these awards that they've won. I will tell you that the award-winning spirits that they've got over there at Breckenridge Distillery uh, are absolutely fantastic. And look, if you go there in person, they're going to offer an immersive guest experience. It's actually named one of the country's top visitor attractions by Whiskey Magazine, and they sell products that are available in all 50 states. That's really nice. If you need to know exactly where to get them at a retailer, you visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com. And you can get that with home delivery as well of all of their award-winning Breckenridge distilled beverages. 
With Bet365, you can turn $1 into $200 of bonus bets when you join Bet365. You download the app, deposit $10, and claim your $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. It's really that simple. Download the Bet365 app and use promo code DNVR365 when you sign up. Bet365, they pioneered live in-game betting. They offer the widest range of games and markets available for live in-game betting. 80 million users worldwide and a proud partner of the Colorado Rockies. Get yourself a better price on chosen markets for select games with Bet365 Boosts and Bet365 Super Boosts. And with the Bet365 Baseball Early Payout Offer, your winner, if your team goes five, runs ahead with an instant payout. Seriously, it's fantastic. Parlay and same-game parlay selections will be marked as winners. So download the app and use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Joining us on the show today is the inimitable, like that word, AJ Hayfley. AJ, how's it going today, buddy? Um, it's going pretty well, man. You enjoying the Rockies in the summertime? Like, are you able to put aside like the win loss record at times in the summer when it comes to being a, a Rockies fan or, or watching them or going to the stadium? Or is it just it's too linked that you, you can't really separate the two? Uh, I think <clears throat> I think when you looked at this year's team at the start of the season, you understood what they were in for. Uh, and so it was a uh, you care to you this this season was kind of one of those things that uh, what you care about most is revealed by the kind of team the Rockies are. So like me as a per me as a, a sports fan, I like prospects and I like player development. I like stuff like that. So watching watching McMahon take that little next step into legitimacy you know, um, has been cool watching, obviously my guy, Zeke Tovar, just, it, it was, it was a struggle early, uh, where I was, uh, I was like, oh man, this is, this is what happens when you put a, a, a baby boy in the big leagues, you know? Um, but watching, watching him grow up and watching him really, um, start to find his stride and, Realizing when, when you realize, uh, hey, he's he's only 21 years old, you know, um, it's for for me, it's really easy to put aside the win loss thing for this year because you knew they were they were going to lose a lot of games. And then, um, as always, I care about the draft, um, and so they did not do the thing that I was so convinced they were going to do in taking Enrique Bradfield Jr. Uh, <laughs> And uh, they didn't do that, and I'm, you know, I really like their draft class. So I think, uh, I think right now, like uh, un- understanding the, uh, I-, I say this while understanding like the con- like the the confines of the season. Um, I feel as good about the Rockies as I can right now. Yeah, I think when you when you put everything in in context, I mean, the bar is the bar is low. Uh, I think yeah. at a certain point, like you said, hey, they didn't do this really bad thing, and you know, was it great or was it just not the really bad thing? Uh, definitely, you know, seems to help. As you said, the expectations going into the year, even by the owner standards, was 
hey, maybe we'll win 77, 78 games, right? We'll be around 500 and then everyone gets hurt and you go, there's no way that that's going to happen. So, you know, try to have fun out there. But, but two other names, of course, for players that I'm sure, uh, and I'd love, love to hear your thoughts on, that have kind of stepped forward and you say, okay, this could be something. It might not be, might not be a future all-star. We'll see. There's, there's a chance. There's potential in there for these two gentlemen. But you, you get your hopes up a little bit and say, hey, they could be pieces. Ryan McMahon is still yet to be an all-star. But you know he's an important piece to have uh, for your next contending team, hopefully, if it's going to be in the next few years. And so you've got two new pieces to really reflect upon in Brenton Doyle and Nolan Jones. Have you enjoyed kind of watching those guys and, and start dreamcasting what their future could look like in purple? I think I think Doyle has looked almost exactly like what I was expecting uh, in terms of the 10 tons of fun, but maybe the most important thing, um, the, the, the number one concern that I had and the number one, to be honest, the number one concern that you had his entire minor league career, it, it's always the swing and miss. Hitting in the big leagues is really, really hard. <laughs> There's a lot more guys that can't do it than can. So, um, you know, I think, you know, and, and, and when he, you know, when he makes contact, he makes solid contact. And you you find all these things that to be hyped up about and all the different aspects of his game that have flourished and that have translated so far that you feel super good about. But the swing and miss uh, is still the number one thing that I think might might keep him from being just an everyday player and might might have him as a uh, more as a you know kind of a, a fun bench guy uh, so Dolan Jones I feel kind of the opposite about I kind of feel like I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid there uh, I'm I he's still really young um, I'm the the power I think the power is real. The defense has been in ha, has been solid, and I'm uh, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of the last thing they need is like, oh hey, they've already kind of got a packed outfield, and that's that's where a huge strength of their system is as well. Uh, so it's it's kind of a it's it's kind of like oh, of course they find a diamond in the rough at like a position they they absolutely just don't need it at. Yeah, and when you, when you throw in the fact that, you know, uh, natu- he's naturally a, a third baseman, you go, yeah. oh, well, I mean, that, that was another spot, too, that, you know, you can't really yeah. move it around. Well, and, and everybody's favorite baseball move is like, oh, just drop him at first base. And it's like, well, like you're, it's not, it's not exactly a solution because you're trying to, you know, obviously you have CJ Chrome right now, but you're also trying to get something out of Michael Toglia long term. So who's also an outfielder in his spare time? So it's uh um it's kinda of, it's kind of it's kind of like that's like classic Rockies luck. Yeah. Where yeah. you know, they don't they don't pick up spare parts that's like a phenomenal second baseman in, in the making, you know? <laughs> so um, you know, I, I I am really excited about Nolan Jones, though, and I am drinking that Kool Aid for right now. I do feel, uh, I do feel like he's got 
a shot to be an everyday guy. Like yeah, you said, I, not an all-star, but I think a solid everyday guy. Yeah, I think so. Those guys are, are, are so valuable doing it from the left-hand side. I mean, it just seems like – and when he hits a home run, he hits a home run. Like, they're all 450-plus. Like, that's the yeah. thing that really, you know, that makes the Kool-Aid taste that much sweeter. And you go, hmm, what, what have we got? And, and yeah, moving them to first base isn't necessarily a solution because they, they have too many first basemen. I mean, Elias mm-hmm. Montero is tearing up AAA again despite the fact that he's got nothing really to learn there at the plate. Um, can you learn that much at AAA uh, defensively about playing first base? I don't think so. I mean, you need to get playing time. Obviously, that's uh, that's part of it, and I think the Rockies need to showcase C.J. Crone uh, in order to be able to, to trade him and uh, improve the stock of the farm system. But even still, uh, first base is almost a, a position you want to have no depth at in the minor leagues because – to your point, AJ, you can slide a guy over to first base. Uh, so you, you don't want to be drafting first base prospects. They did that with Grant Levine a few years ago. But um, that being said, you know, there, there's there's some hope there just a little bit. Um, on, I, I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of Sunday's game. But uh, it turns out it was Sunday's game, which almost like an immediate classic for sure. Uh, it was only the third time in live ball era, so since 1920, that a team has hit a go-ahead grand slam in the eighth inning or later, a game-tying home run in extra innings, and a walk-off home run in extras, all of which meant it was the first loss in New York Yankees history where they had multiple leads of two or more runs in the eighth inning or later. That's why you go to the ballpark. Coors Field, baby. (laughs) Hashtag Coors. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't I, I didn't get a chance to see it, um, but it was, um, as it was as it was happening, I was following along on my phone, and I was, it was cool to see. Um, obviously, the uh, the caster curse from the Yankees, uh, broadcast booth was yeah, perfect. So um, maybe an all time great cell yeah, phone we, there. We we may have to have like the Rockies communications department like slip notes. To the other team of like, hey, you know this guy's like over eighteen. Just slipping in. Yeah. Oh, hey, what do you know? Game winning uh, walk off double. Like just all day, just almost like dunking on your own team to get that jinx going uh, and and kick it around. We mentioned it uh, on uh, on yesterday's show that going into yesterday, the Rockies were only at they were only down three hundred and sixty two fans per game at the ballpark at this time last year. There was another sellout on Sunday, so I was looking forward to today here, Monday morning, looking at the numbers, seeing where they were at. Well, we are at a positive 103, which means Rockies actually have better attendance this year in a year in which the owner did owner-type things and and saying uh, certain things about being around 500 and uh, obviously embarrassing himself and the organization. Actually, more people uh, right now are going to more games at Coors Field than all of last year. Thoughts? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to begrudge anybody that decides to spend their money however they want to spend it. Um, that is entirely up to us as people, as the people who earn that money. Um, y'all y'all do what you want to do. I'm not going to be the guy shouting at you that you're the problem. Um, and Coors Field is a wonderful summertime experience in Denver, especially because it just hasn't gotten hot. So... Sitting out there, you know, when the on one of those days where it's 95 degrees and you got no shade to, to hide, um, 
hasn't been a common experience uh, at course. So I, I think it's, you know, good for, good for, good for those people. I, I'm not gonna, uh, if there's one, if there's one thing about the Rockies community, I think I've gotten a little tired of, uh, it's the, uh, the demonization of people that just want to be fans. Um, I, you, I can understand the anger and or apathy at management and, oh, well, we're never going to get any real meaningful change and all that. Like I get, I get where all those people are coming from. I'm, I, I feel similarly, but I'm not going to begrudge anybody that just wants to have a good time uh, with the sport that they love. You know, uh, that's, that's, but we're, that's, that's, that's like the worst kind of gatekeeping. Like sure. tr- trying to try to keep people from having a good time. Are you kidding me? Like this ridiculous. So, um, you know, I'm my my thoughts are good for those people. Um, it's fine. I, I mean, I'm sure it's I not think... it's not going to matter. Even if even if they had completely bottomed out, we're watching. Um, I, I I just don't think Dick Brunford would care. I I mean I I mean I he would care, but like I don't think he would sell the team as a result and be like, oh sure, no no no, correct, yeah. So so if that's if that's why people are, would be upset about that, I don't think it would matter anyway. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm, that's just me and my opinion, but, uh, let people have fun. It, it's an, it's like, it's a very nuanced thing because I think we could agree on one hand that like, Hey, uh, if, if there were less people going to the ball games, <clears throat> and not even just Rocky fans, we understand Denver, Colorado is a destination. And when you're coming through Denver, you're going to want to go to game at, at Coors Field. It's beautiful. So on, on one hand, you can say, well, maybe if there were less people going, that would change things in the front office. Certainly wouldn't mean he, uh, anyone would sell the team. It, it's still profitable. Um, and then on the other hand, you have fans that want to go to games, and there really isn't much of an overlap. It's just it, it is what it is. And no one's – I mean, I, I know I'm not. Um, but, yes, there are folks that are suggesting, like, hey, if you're going to the game, you are – supporting this problem uh and i don't think it's 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 a one-to-one you know ratio in, in that capacity because again you look at the ballpark and again it's the yankees so rockies fans would have loved to come out and see the yankees even without aaron judge but the ballpark was half yankees fans so you, rockies fans should not be blamed for, they, they have not created a problem they want to go see their team they want to go support the players um and even if they didn't want to do that that wouldn't really change very much. Attendance would be lower, but again, it wouldn't really change very much. Yeah. And I mean, you're seeing, uh, you know, obviously it's a little different in Oakland right now, but you're also seeing that in like that kind of, uh, like that kind of, like, we're just not going to show up. I don't want to say it's apathy because those people obviously care a lot. Um, Different but, situation, yeah, for exactly. Sure. But that, but that decision, and they're, you know, they're 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 rolling out there, um, you know, and and they're averaging what like twelve twelve k people a game or something like it's in, incredibly low, and it just doesn't matter. That dude is just eating it. Now, obviously, he has a way out. He's got a he's got a side door that he's slipping out of. Um, but you're you're seeing like that stubbornness, you know. Ah, so what? F those people. So, um, you know, I just uh, go to the games, have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and have fun uh, with some kind love, because 
they're a great partner. Uh, we love them. Quality, integrity, consistency, variety. It's actually one of the first dispensaries in the state of Colorado that they established in 2010. Um, and they've been known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. They got this turbo joint, which uses some technology. Like there's technology in marijuana. It's seriously, it's, it's like a toothpick that you can put in your blunts. It's, it's a whole thing. You get a turbo keef going on. Uh, it burns slower and is, uh, is a lot more flavorful too. So uh, check out the turbo core with their turbo joints and the kind love flower, which is sold in more than 100 stores around the state. It's kind love. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver and mention DNVR and receive the DNVR exclusive discount of 25% off all kind love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line. Visit the website at kindlove.com for their full extensive menu and online ordering. Pick up a pair of Shady Rays, too, if you're at the ballpark or just walking around downtown. We are so much closer to the sun. Uh, AJ and I were talking beforehand. You know, if you go if you go north and you go a little west, the sun stays out longer. You're not as close to the sun at altitude, so the temperature is more moderate. But here we're so close to the sun that your, your eyes can fry a little bit if you don't have some protection like Shady Rays. Right now, you can buy one. Get one free, especially when you use promo code DNVR. Lost and broken replacement policy. So if you lose or you break them, no harm, no foul. They'll hook you up with a brand new pair. If you don't like it, hey, sometimes that happens. Or you change your mind, return it within 30 days. You get a full refund. It's great. You can go to the Park Meadows Mall, try them on for yourself if you'd like to. But make sure you use code DNVR and get the pair of shades from the independent sunglass company rated five stars by over 200,000 people. AJ, as you said, the the draft class, they had to get it. They had to get some starting pitching. And, you know, maybe Dollander, really, Chase Dollander out of the University of Tennessee is is the only guy you getting you're getting super hyped about. But they at least did that thing. They had to get, in my opinion, either louder, Dollander, or maybe even stretch for a Hurston Waldrop. They got it. They got the guy there who wouldn't have been available to him, you know, this time last year because he looked like he was going 1-1 uh, after his sophomore season at Tennessee going 10-0. and But you got to feel good that, all right, at least they got one dude for sure that you can feel good about. Yeah, I mean, I I feel good about more than one. You know, I'm, um, I like both of the, the, the top couple of picks. Um, you're, you're talking about very different guys, but I think that that's, that's the point. Um, that's part of the appeal, you know. I mean, you've got your flamethrower in Dollander, but I really like the Sean Sullivan pick. I think he's a really projectable lefty, and, uh, you know, both of these guys should be, you know, I, I remember talking about this, uh, this being a thing when Ryan Rollison was drafted, but, like, quick to the majors. Um, now obviously, with Rollison, there have been so many injuries that have played a role there that, you know, that that it's kind of warped that story. But but with these with these guys and really with this group, you're talking about so many college arms. Um I I think it one, I we'll need to see subsequent drafts to see if it really has changed. But this really kind of represented a departure for the Rockies uh at the at the draft table and and some of their approach to pitching. And I I'm excited by that because I think they needed you know that uh, it sure feels like they they know what they're doing when it comes to trying to find position players. Yeah, they do a, they do a pretty good job at it. Um, they they're producing and developing, 
Um, at the same time, a number of draft classes, but uh, their international signings are the last couple of years have started to really produce some some keep an eye on these guys type of prospects. And uh, the the pitching them them going really pitching heavy, you know, reminded me of the the Angels a few years ago when they they made twenty picks and all twenty were pitchers, yeah, because their system just needed pitching and they were like, well, we're doing it. Well, this was this was a giant influx of uh, of pitching talent into its system into the Rockies system. And it's a lot of different, it's a lot of different types of guys too. It's not, you know, it's not a, uh, uh, it's, it's not like a copy and paste, like, Hey, we're going after the same type of guy and drafting five of them and hoping one of them turns out. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of diversity there. Right-handers, left-handers, uh, styles, uh, you know, concerns about different guys. It's not, it's not like they went after all the guys who had, power stuff but couldn't control it you know there's just the 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 variety of profiles i think is really encouraging and um i'm you know as much as i like all the pitching picks i actually really love that cole carrick pick the uh you know you get a guy that could play multiple positions like that but catcher being one of them you know um, it's it's fun to think what a uh Hey, he could be the backup catcher behind Drew Romo someday, and go out and play center field for you. And in, in the meantime, you know, have a good time. So, uh, no, he. Um, I like I like the draft class. I actually, uh, there are some there were some later round guys that I actually am pretty excited to see what happens mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, as I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, the only one high school guy, you know, out of the uh, International Academy down in, in Puerto Rico, so going college heavy, which I think is good. You, you're, you're allowing a lot of these Division One schools, many of which are in the SEC, to do uh, the developing for you. So you don't have to have this high school kid and, you know, coach him up for the course of, uh, of three years. And, and yeah, Cole Carrick, the profile is so interesting. You're like, okay, a modern-day Craig Biggio. Uh, but what if he does it all at the same time rather than – you know, just for, you know, five years uh, at a time uh, in, in, in general. And, uh, of course, talking about Astros legend and Hall of Famer Craig Biggio, uh, might as well talk about the Houston Astros just a little bit. Uh, that, of course, being a, a team you grew up. Was that a good segue? Or do you not want to talk about the Astros, AJ? <laughs> no, it's just it's just been one of those years, you know. Sure. Yeah, I, we could talk about Texas kind of. Well, I'm not going to say coming out of nowhere because they certain – Certainly uh, aren't aren't paying for nothing, so they they didn't come yeah. out of nowhere. Uh, how about how about this? Uh, I was just in Seattle for the All Star Game. What is your take as an Astros fan to to have this thing continue like it's been? And at different times, you got pockets of people forgetting, and then at other times, you got the commissioner and all of the Astros picks, or, or at least the announcement of the name Houston Astros getting bombarded with booze, Dusty Baker, booze, all the Astros players booze it wasn't seattle so it was a division rival what what's your uh what's your take on that as an astros fan uh to to hear people kind of uh you know really keeping that going from the sign stealing scandal uh your your booze fuel me and flags fly forever bitch (laughs) all right there you go that's it that's a great take no that's that's it right there do it for the rest of your life for all i care 
Yeah, it, it that will be funny because I think it, it eventually will wane. And I, I think it has already a little bit, at least a little bit in, in big moments. You know, it jumps back up. That's fine. But we're going to get to a point in which there's nobody around that was even associated with the sign stealing scandal. In fact, Dusty Baker wasn't even associated with that. They brought him in after the fact. And so, you know, OK, there are there is some connective tissue to all of that. But Dusty Baker himself, living legend, Hall of Famer. Uh, it probably doesn't deserve to get booze, but you know, why, why think about facts when it just sometimes can be fun to just be a fan and just do the fan thing. I, once again, I'm, I don't begrudge anybody who feels any kind of way about it. Um, I feel the way that I do about it and it doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't, uh, taint that championship. And for, all the people that want to stand on the moral high ground and pretend uh, otherwise, hey, feel how you're gonna feel. That's a that's a lifelong memory that I get to that I get to carry with me forever. Um, and you you know that's a, apparently a lifelong memory of a different kind for some other folks. Uh, and I I respect that. We're all different people with uh, uh, different views on it. So you know, yes. To, to me, um, you know, I've, I've over the years on this podcast, I've talked about it and how I felt about it and how my, how my views on it have evolved. And um, I'm, I'm at the point now where, uh, you know, I, I gain strength uh, to, to wake up every day and continue to living my, to continue to living my best life uh, every time that they, they get booed at a league event. That adds five more years to my existence. Keep going. I love it. It, adds, it should add another, you know, jewel to your infinity gauntlet. Like you're just getting stronger and stronger as it goes. It's yeah. It, it kind of feels like a soul stone, honestly, man. Like a just, uh, you know, the, the you you've got the the souls of all the angry nerds trapped in there, and I get to I get to put it on my glove and feel strong and powerful and mighty. That's it. You're 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 a mighty man, AJ. Do you, do you think Houston's gonna be able to figure it out just a little bit? Can they catch Texas, or are they gonna be okay getting a wild card? Um, I don't know if they're gonna catch Texas. I just so many injuries this year and a lot of underperformance all over that roster. Um, this feels like your classic post championship season uh, letdown. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I don't if they if they get in always be nervous about them but um right now you know they've they've got so many things going on it's funny the fact that they're struggling this badly uh, and they're still right there um you know that's why you're afraid of them if they get in so uh you know let them let them into the dance at your own peril yeah, I feel like them and the Dodgers, and you could say, ah, there's some flaws with the Dodgers. If you've got Kershaw and Urias in the postseason, I mean, you're, you're, you might be okay. That might be all that you need, really. So, for sure, yeah, I, if they get into the postseason, you, you got to watch out, for sure. So, long way to go for that. Uh, I know you'll be watching uh, over the course of the next two days, Houston Rockies. AJ, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you taking out the time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Pal Breckenridge Brew Palisade Peach Wheat is the jam for the summertime. That's it. It's that laid back porch side refresher. And it's 
coming from the nationally recognized. Nationally, we're known for it here on the Western Slope. Those peaches from Palisade, Colorado. It's a fruit-forward, unfiltered American-style wheat ale. It's bursting with bright and juicy peach flavor. You know it's made here in Colorado with Colorado ingredients and with 100% renewable energy. Get a little taste of Colorado anywhere you're at by going to the Breck Brew locator over at breckbrew.com and check out the official brew of DNVR. And the official way to get your tickets is no better way than game time tickets. Everyone was doing it this weekend uh, for the Yankees game. My family included 16 of them use game time tickets. Think about that. They were all together in the same row. They were able to do that because of game time tickets. They also got $20 off that first purchase when they used code DNVR. So game time is really changing the game. They've been doing it for a decade. That was my first, that was my first taste of Red Rocks. I got to see a concert there and I used game time tickets. Part of it had to do with the fact that the weather was getting questionable. And as we got closer to the start of the show, prices started coming down. That's the cool thing about game time tickets is they're still selling up to about an hour and a half, even an hour before the event starts. So those ticket brokers or even folks who can't go to the event, basketball, baseball, football, concert, you name it, they're going to want to get something for their tickets so it doesn't get absolutely wasted. And you get the benefit of that with game time tickets. So head over there now, download the app. Everyone loves it. Use the link in the description and use code DNVR for $20 off that first purchase. Let's get ourselves primed up for the next couple of days. What to watch for. Padres, you can watch them if you want. They're not very good right now. They lost three or four to the Phillies in Philadelphia, who may be getting Bryce Harper back as a first baseman. He's available for them, but could be playing first base as soon as maybe even tomorrow. This week, perhaps, uh, after coming back from that Tommy John surgery. But the Padres, boy, oh boy, they're six games under 500, eight games back of the final wildcard spot, and there's three teams ahead of them in their division. That does not bode well for them. Baltimore Orioles right now, they are absolutely surging. Eight-game win streak for them. Only one game behind the Rays of Tampa Bay, not of Montreal, not yet at least. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays for tops in the American League East and best record in the American League. Good test for them coming up this week as they take on the Dodgers. And because of this balanced schedule business, wrote about it today over on the DNVR.com, basically about this big win over the Yankees, a historic loss that the Rockies handed to the New York Yankees. Again, you can read about that for free, unlocked at the DNVR.com. They finished the season, Colorado, at Coors Field against the Minnesota Twins. Very strange. Also strange, Rockies are going to Camden Yards. They will do that at the end of August, so you'll get a chance to kind of get a feel for what the Orioles are like. Can they sustain that over the course of the next month? I absolutely think that they can. Ellie De La Cruz, can he continue to stop being impressive and breaking records and being the most exciting player in baseball? I have to say, was a little bummed. For, for everyone, not just for myself, but I was bummed for everybody that he turned down the offer to participate in the 2023 Home Run Derby. Because he wants to you know, get there on his own merits, maybe put together more of a, of a better first half. Obviously, he got called up late, so he wasn't able to stockpile the typical numbers we see from Home Run Derby contestants, but uh, has confidence in himself, and I think everyone does, that uh, he'll be back possibly even starting the game next year, whether it's at third base or shortstop for the National League if he continues to do these things. 
uh, and is able to stay healthy. He's doing he's doing the things that we thought O'Neill Cruz would be doing this year for the Pirates before he ended up getting hurt. But he's playing third base on Sunday. Fired a missile over to first base, ninety-seven point nine miles per hour, fastest throw on an out on an infield assist in the Statcast era. So that goes back to twenty fifteen. And when you see the throw, you might not be able to pick up the fact that it was nearly ninety-eight miles an hour, but you're just going to look at that and go, yeah, that is a cannon. That's a rocket over to first base. It, it's just amazing what uh, this generation of players are, what they're able to do. And there's even more coming up for the Rockies in their youth movement. They've just called up another high octane rookie in Christian Encarnacion Strand. Yes. Encarnacion Strand is his last name. So it's, it's hyphenated 17 letters, longest name, in MLB history, if you want to go ahead and include the hyphen, that's 18 characters. If you include his first name, it's Christian. I think that's 23. I think that makes him tied for like the longest name when you, you know, first and last name. It's it's pretty wild. He's actually quite good. Uh, so you have to see what his jersey looks like because it pretty much goes from basically uh, the left side of his lower back to the right side of his lower back. It's uh it's definitely a, a wild look, but he's another one of those guys as part of that Reds youth movement as they continue to uh, to take over the National League Central and really show up uh, a year, maybe even two years ahead of schedule of what their front office was hoping for. And look, you got to root for a team like Cincinnati, a smaller market club, of course, there uh, in Ohio, because if they're able to do it, if their young guys can really take the league by storm all together at the same time, it definitely should give a lot of Rockies fans hope that, hey, if all of our young guys can come together with the veterans that are on the team, then maybe 2025, I was, I was really hoping 2024 would be the year. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's not, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but 2025 may be that year where they all come together and you go, wow, a lot of bottles filled with lightning contained within a much larger bottle. And you go, this is now exciting to watch. This is now a postseason contending club and if the reds are doing it this year it definitely should give rockies fans some hope we talked about it on sunday i don't know if if anyone has any real hope that shohei otani is coming to the colorado rockies and yeah i do believe the email is real i i didn't at first i didn't but i have reason to believe it is real that owner dick momford responded to uh, someone who has season tickets that sure it would be uh would be fun to have otani for two months and that was it. That was all that the comment was. Uh, so relatively innocuous, but still interesting to think about and ponder about and to talk about uh, with friends and family and, and just debate it or, or to laugh about it, however you want to kind of uh, slice it and dice it. But uh, I, I do believe the email was real. And uh, no, of course, that is not actually going to happen either via trade or in free agency this offseason. But tomorrow, we'll, of course, we'll get to some of those Shohei Otani rumors. Where is the most likely place he could end up? What are the destinations that make sense, not only for the team acquiring Shohei Otani, but for the Los Angeles Angels? That's another piece to this, is that if the Angels are going to back out and say, you know what, we're not sure that we could sign this guy, or we might want to have our cake and eat it too, we got to make sure we get some really good cake. If we're going to get rid of Otani, that could decrease the likelihood that we're able to bring him back and also change the narrative. Now Otani all of a sudden is no longer a career and a lifelong Los Angeles angel, at least 
over here in America in MLB. That changes that just a little bit. The Angels need to make sure they get back a ton. And they're not totally out of it right now as far as making the postseason in the American League. So they need to get back a lot. Do the Rockies have enough for a package like that? I'm not sure that that's possible. There might only be a few teams that are really capable of not only providing a package that is good enough for the Angels to say, you know what, we're going to we're going to do this thing. We're going to do it. But that it's it's not only enticing enough for the Angels, but that the Rockies have are able to sustain giving up that much to acquire a player of Otani's magnitude because if you lose that from your farm system, that's just gone. It's it's going to be hard for you to make up for that. And because the Rockies are draft and develop, they really rely on all of those young players to come up and to contribute. And if you lose that 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 a big patch, you lose twenty five percent of the players you are relying on the most to contribute in the future. It's it's just gone. It's it's not going to reappear. So you got to be very careful in in acquiring a player like that. And it's only going to be postseason contenders or teams who think they. While maybe they're out of it, like San Diego, San Diego might be out of it. Sure, they're going to continue to push for the final two plus months, but they may think that they can sign Otani and they may want to sign Otani. That maybe makes sense for them. But any other team that's really out of contention, maybe the Mets, mm, maybe not. But any other team out of contention, it really makes no sense for them to give up a stockpile of prospects or big league ready talent to acquire Otani. But yeah, we'll talk about it a lot more uh, than I just did. We'll talk about that uh, with Susie. We can talk about it plenty over on the Twitter side of things at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where you can reach me at DMs are open. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe this show on YouTube as well as uh, over on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you might listen to this, Spotify. We really could use some of those reviews, some of those kind of comments that uh, y'all love to put out there. It's been a while. We love to give up this free content and we want to continue to make it free. And we want to uh, make sure that we're doing right by y'all out there in the Rockies community or anybody who's dropping in from another fan base because we've gotten a lot of that this year. People are interested in figuring out, hey, what the heck is going on with the Rockies? And this is a fun show. What the heck is going on with Patrick and Susie? There's also that element and we appreciate that. So please go ahead and review and give us some comments anywhere that you may be listening to this podcast it's been wonderful it's been momentous but as we say around these parts when it comes to momentum it's only as good as your next show so of course we will talk to you tomorrow at 1 p.m right here on the dnvr sports channel live on youtube